We're on the air. Back. Well, party's starting early today, isn't it? Tomorrow, of early break with Sip and Jake. Simple, you are an idiot. Brought to you by Gaina Trucking. On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Well, it is National Signing Day today, and although it's much quieter than it has been in years past, there is still maybe some action that happens today. We're joined now by Husker Online, Sean Callahan. Sean, let me ask you off the bat, you know, obviously most signing day stuff is happening in December now versus now. Is is it better for the sport with where it's at in December, or do you miss having it in February uh, like, it, like it used to be? Well, Jake, I mean, I think the trend now is guys um, sign early. Sure. Uh, because they want to enroll early, yep. um, so it it's kind of a moot point. I mean, these kids commit so early; they want to enroll early. Um, you know, so if if you've got your academics aligned, which most kids do now, um, you, you you want to get to school in January. So um, even if there was just one signing day, there still would have been kind of that December junior college deal that they used to have before, and a lot of these guys would have been a part of that to enroll and start classes in January. So it kind of is what it is because these kids want to be on campus in January. Okay, so there is a little news today. There could be some news. Um, I don't know how to pronounce his first name. Janiron Bonner? Janiron Bonner? Janarian Janarian Bonner. Janarian Bonner. You reported yesterday, Sean, in the morning, uh, a receiver, a four-star receiver from Ellenwood, Georgia. Um had been verbally committed to Georgia Tech. Now we will announce his decision today at 11 a.m. What's it down to? Who's it down to? And what do you think on this one? Yeah, I talked to Janariot on Monday, and he said his final three is Nebraska, Georgia Tech, and Memphis. And I can, I can tell you Georgia Tech has kind of been out of the picture. Even though he's been committed there, uh, they wanted him to sign in December. He didn't sign in December. Um, they actually have filled – uh, added another another receiver to their class, essentially in his spot. So um, I don't look at the Yellow Jackets in contention, and people I've talked to said they don't really look at Memphis in cont- contention. Now there's been some theories thrown out there about Jackson State, but he did not mention Jackson State. Um, that's the Deion Sanders FCS school. Mm-hmm. That's kind of had some recruiting surprises uh, go their way this year. Um, so yeah, I would if he doesn't sign Nebraska today. Um, and by the way, that's an 11 a.m. announcement on ESPN. Mm. Uh, so you'll, you'll be able to watch that one on TV today. Wow, the big um, channel? Yeah, I believe so. That's, 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 that's how it was um, delivered to me. We don't. Sean, we look at the receivers. If, if, they were get, if they were to get Bonner, and you look at what Mickey Joseph and, and staff have done, you know, how do you, what do you think about the receiving core coming in for Nebraska, including <laughs> Trey Palmer, uh, for, for next year's team? One and Isaiah Garcia yep. Castaneda. I mean, don't forget about him. Sure. I mean, he, um, Palmer and Castaneda might be the two fastest guys now on that roster. I mean, they are fast. Um, I can. Paul, Palmer's a ten-four electronic, a twenty-one flat electronic. And Castaneda, um, you know, in terms of yards per catch, you know, he he had one of the best numbers you're going to see in the country from a year ago um, at, at a team that obviously wasn't very good. Um, New Mexico State, as far as what he had around him. So those two guys bring a lot. Um, you know, if they're able to get um, the guy today, um, Bonner, you know, I, I think he's the best high school guy they've gotten. Um, better than Victor Jones, obviously. And, and I think he's he's a step up, and he's physically more developed right now than Nicoltis Crawford. 
You also have A.J. Allen in the picture. He's a running back from Monroe, Louisiana. Took an official to Nebraska in January. Uh, Frost, Apple White, and Mickey were in a home visit shortly after that. Monroe, Louisiana had been committed to TCU. What do you think? Is Nebraska getting A.J. Allen in this class? Yeah, it looks pretty promising. Um, Mississippi State and TCU are the other players in this one right now. Um, but Brian Applewhite recruited A.J. Allen to TCU, and they obviously have a new head coach at TCU now, so um, changes have happened there. And, and Applewhite led you know the recruitment charge for him to Nebraska. And then you add that Mickey Joseph flavor in there, the Louisiana flavor he brings. Uh, I think Nebraska has really done a good job on this one. And, um, you know, it's just crazy how much we've seen this running back room uh, flip. I mean, Anthony Grant from the junior college ranks, uh, Emmett Johnson from uh, Minnesota, and then potentially A.J. Allen. So, you know, they want to carry six. Um, If they get Allen today, that would be the seventh running back on scholarship on the roster. Um, And there was a short time where DeAndre Jackson uh, looked like he was coming, uh, but, you know, didn't have his academics in line. So I don't know where he's at, you know, if he could even return in May uh, because of the number situation that they're at. Uh, But he was supposed to be here in January. So they've just said, you know what, we're going to add guys and we're going to figure this out um, and and get the best football players on this roster. And, uh, you know, they're, they're pushing close to, you know, pushing 30 scholarship additions to the roster um, from one year over the next. Joined by Sean Callahan. Sean, regarding an opponent for Nebraska, fans probably breathe a sigh of relief when Caleb Williams chose USC yesterday. There's rumors about him going to Wisconsin. Did you ever think that was actually in play for Wisconsin, or did you think USC was to play all along for him? Um, yeah, it was interesting as that Wisconsin thing got further down the road. You know, what I wonder and I question is how organized is Wisconsin's NIL efforts compared to some of the other places. They don't strike me as a place that does a, you know, a lot of the NIL things that are going on around the country that would have, you know, but from what I've gathered, I don't know if NIL was like a huge determining factor for Caleb Williams. Because I think he knew no matter where he goes, he's going to get, you know, pretty good thing. And he was looking to go to the best place to get him ready for the pros and, I can see why Wisconsin was attractive because they run a pro-style offense. They got the Russell Wilson um, connection that you know they could kind of turn him into that type of quarterback, um, especially with the running back, uh, Bo Allen, returning. Um, so, yeah, that would have been – I mean, Wisconsin all of a sudden becomes you know a playoff contender with those two guys. Yeah, now yeah, yeah, yeah. Now they're basically – they're still a top-10 type team. Uh, but, yeah, he would have been – putting Wisconsin in the conversation for the playoffs. Uh, Sean, you're exactly right. Let me paint a scenario, a possible scenario, to illustrate the importance to Jake of NIL. If if yes, Caleb please. Williams went to school X, Sean, this could very well be Wisconsin, by the way, and said, well, we need to talk about the NIL, the name, image, likeness part of this discussion. And school X said, well – we don't really have a structured apparatus here, um, but maybe we can put something together quick with some boosters. And if that if that's the case, Caleb Williams going to a is going to go to a place where there is 
NIL structure and a deal is in place. Well, so that a little matters. bit I've that known matters. about NIL, you can't just start that stuff overnight. I mean, it's a process to kind of get it figured out. And, you know, you got to you got to play with it. I mean, you got to stay within the rule book, too. And, I mean, it's not as simple as, all right, yeah, here's a million dollars. Now go make a tweet about my company. Right. Yeah. You know, that's not NIL. I mean, I know people believe that's how it is. Uh, but, it, you know, there's a lot more to it in um, yeah, I don't think Wisconsin, you know, it's just not part of their, they don't really, you know, they're not, they're not playing that game right now. They, they, they play a whole different game when it comes to recruiting in college football. Hey, Sean, how would you characterize, describe Nebraska's NIL structure and organization? Yeah, I mean, it's highly organized. I mean, there's a couple of things. Number one, Open Doors is in Lincoln. So they, they've had really good people here with Blake. Um, and then number two, ABM, you know, when they formed in July, I think a lot of people are like, what is this? Well, you know, they, they were the first collective, what, 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 the, what the phrase is used to be formed for college football. Now everybody is duplicated that collective model um, that Nebraska started. And, you know, I've, I've had people at Open Doors tell me, like, Nebraska is doing as much or more across the board um, with NIL for their athletes. Um, you know, and, and ABM's a big reason for it. Um, and, and, you know, they're, they're just further down the road and organized with how things are going. And, um, you know, I, I think a lot of people are trying to duplicate that model, but it's really difficult just to start one of those things um, overnight. And But that's what NIL has really become, is the top 30 or 40 programs now form these collectives. Some places have more than one at their school, um, the smart ones have just one um, to kind of organize their NIL efforts. Sean, always good stuff. Thanks for the time, and we will chat with you again next week. All right, guys. Thank you. Just a Husker Online, Sean Callahan. If 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 Wisconsin's lack of NIL structure costs them Caleb Williams, it's pretty damning. <laughs> well, I, I'd wonder – how much they they really care about NAL. I'd say they would care quite a bit if, if, if it's Caleb Williams versus Graham Mertz. Understood. They should. But, I mean, they should care if they don't. I mean, you if if that's what cost them Caleb Williams, uh, I would get – I would if I were Paul Christ and that AD, I'd say, oh, we better get something in place here. If this happens again, we need to be ready for it. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you all right. If you if you if you think no, Burks no, 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 Burks is nowhere near the quarterback. It's Williams. But I just I, that's why I wonder, like you, know, if did Williams think there was nil in play at Wisconsin that was impressive, or was he just told by Russell Wilson just go check it out? I don't know. If it was, if it was all about nil, it was. I've about, heard I've heard there Wisconsin has nothing in place. Well, so, I, I believe that, and if that affects your ability to land a quarterback like that, then you got then you have to reassess. That's what I that's all I'm saying. Yeah, I'd like to know the inner workings of how how close was Williams to actually going to Wisconsin before he realized, hey, uh I don't have any money coming in here right. at all. Right. Yeah, come on, Caleb Williams is gonna command a lot. Who's gonna get I mean, a lot we're not of talking about twenty five thousand. We're talking about yeah, Bryce six Young, figures for Bryce, sure. Bryce Young made a million, right? One point eight. 1.8. Why wouldn't Williams be in that, you know, maybe not that much, but in the conversation of the of the realm of that. Right. I mean, I mean, as Sean said it, Nebraska's it, what I I mean, the phrase I always use with Nebraska's NIL operation is well organized and well healed and and moving into phases. 
I mean, they're they're about a phase one, but they were looking at phase two and phase three. It's it's quite an operation. And again, it, going to the, the first part of that was Sean uh, Janarian Bonner, uh, four star receiver. Again, will announce today at eleven a.m. on ESPN. Sean thinks Nebraska's got a good chance with him. Yeah, Memphis, Nebraska, Georgia Tech. And he says he see, he claims Georgia Tech's been out of it for a little bit. Memphis doesn't really have a great chance. So it, it appears that could be a a signing day get. Frost has got a press conference today. I'd be interested what time it is since I need to be there. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Parker, text Zip and let him know what time the press conference is at. We know you're out if you're listening. Yeah, Yeah, you'll figure it out. You'll be fine. Thanks. Thank you for the support. Yeah, I always always support you even when I'm grouchy. (laughs) I'll be poking the bear here in a little bit. Yeah, someone someone said that earlier. Please, Zip, keep poking the bear. Keep going. Don't stop. I'll be poking the bear. 7 a.m. 7 a.m. I got my poker. This bear is growling over <laughs> yeah, here. Yeah. Mailbag and song of the day next on early break on the ticket.